One more little sip. All right. Hello, everybody. It is Saturday, February 10th at 10.15. The bell's just timed for 10.15. Purdue has improved to 22-2 and over the Indiana Hoosiers by beating them 79-59. to I jumped on here right away because, I'll be honest, I could. I could start setting up, uh, going through the the different things I do before I, I do a post game. Because this game wasn't much of a game at all. Um, it was, uh, if you're a Purdue fan, it was stress-free. It was fun. <coughs> it was easy. If you're an IU fan, I guarantee it was frustrating. It was... Um, it was not fun. You may have given up on it early. Um, Purdue played bad basketball for, for big chunks, different parts of the game. First, they shot horribly to start. I haven't even checked the stats. At one point, they were shooting uh, well under 30%. Uh, even after a little bit of a flourish from three, they were still shooting the ball poorly. And it's pretty noteworthy from a team that leads the Big Ten in three-point shooting, shooting over 42% as a team. Um, so they were shooting the ball poorly. Um, IU did a really, really good job in the first three or four minutes, backdooring Purdue, uh, making screens away from the ball. Purdue was not on the same page defensively. Purdue did not look cohesive. And so the game started off kind of slow, and then all of a sudden Purdue just started marching away from them before you knew it. Purdue had a big lead, and in the second half extended that lead a little bit more, got a touch chippy for a minute. Nothing too bad for a rivalry game, but just stupid, just kind of dumb stuff from IU. Um, looked like a uh, kind of a stupid, a stupid foul, and um, um, and then Edie took issue with it when the IU player kept talking. I'm sure he's frustrated in his defense. I'm sure he didn't picture it going this way. Nor did Mike. Or, uh, uh, I mean, the, IU's in trouble. I, IU's in a lot of trouble. They're. they're um, they're the the. I don't want to get too grandiose here, but that's that's a really really bad looking basketball team right now. And I know I talked about I tried to talk spin that as positively as I could coming in. The winning two out of three was a big deal, but they got crushed by Penn State. They were down big at Ohio State, and then they came into Purdue. And after a couple minutes of Purdue just kind of patiently waiting, Purdue started pulling ahead. And Purdue, like I said, did not play a good. Brand of basketball didn't play with much offensive flow, didn't shoot the ball very well, and it was more than enough to beat IU handily. Uh, Purdue called off the dogs. There's no doubt about it. Painter um, took it easy on IU. Uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, Purdue is uh, they're just like last year. Um, after they well, last year was a little different. I think they played IU late. They played IU in the last eight games. They played them on. With nine or ten to go, I think that's right. Uh, and IU beat them, and Purdue was twenty-two and two. Well, at, this time after Purdue wins, Purdue was twenty-two and two, um, and Purdue won. I don't think I—I I don't know if I said it seventy-nine fifty-nine. If I did, I apologize. But um, not much surprised me other than not much surprised me other than I—I uh, um, I didn't think it would not be contested at all that early. It just felt like the game was completely out of hand and IU couldn't do anything about it. And that's that's a pretty weird thing. That's kind of like um, Purdue's coming off a six-day rest, uh, six-day break. They shot the ball like a team that was coming off a six-day break. 
They weren't very crisp. They may have been fresh leg, but they weren't really dialed in mentally. Um, the highlight of the game, I think everybody will talk about more than anything. Obviously, Edie getting right, you know, getting over 20. I think he had over 25 points and 13 boards, something like that. I'll look at it in a second. Um, but he hit a three, and he banked it. Not a thing of beauty at all, but he hit the three. So let's look at the thing statistically. I don't. I mean, I think I'm, I'm four minutes in, and I don't have a ton to say. I don't have a lot of fire about this game. I think if we're closer, if I would have been more lit up about this one, uh, maybe I'd be in a little bit different situation. Uh, I'd have more to say, but I don't have much to say on this. And uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't have to. I think I talked. If you if you watch my quick cast, I talked about my problems watching Purdue play basketball, my temper, my inability to keep it cool. Um, and today I was cool as a cucumber, just like you were probably. I'm guessing um, it didn't take much. The only well, I'll tell you the biggest failure of the day. It was Fox just dropping the ball. It was like the the uh, the producer went to sleep. Um, and forgot what he was doing, and we got a reprieve from Gus Johnson at that point. I cannot stand listening to Gus Don Johnson call a game. I didn't listen to him much of it, full full disclosure. I listened to Varsity App. I listened to uh, Blackman and Riddell, um, and they're great. Um, but I said if Purdue got up by 15, I would turn the audio back on as a favor to the people I was there with, and I had my audio come through my phone. We matched it up with the pause button. I think that's a way you can do it so it works out well. Um but so I turned it back on get to say, okay, we'll just listen to the normal tele telecast with Gus Johnson and uh, didn't have to. It was silent. And then we saw some rainbow bars with NBC on them, which I, I'm sure somebody here, there's some tech, techno, technologically minded person watching can tell me why the feed was an NBC feed. It must be a deal where they swap uh, some, you know, the signal comes from somebody. Somebody buys the signal from them, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But what does make sense to me is that uh, Purdue wins a resounding game at Mackey Arena. It was a blackout in Mackey. Um, the place sounded good. Didn't sound like it needed to be historically good. There was a video going around before the game, which I loved. It was of the 1994 Purdue versus IU game when I was a freshman. Some of you were in a similar age group of me, and that was a noteworthy game for a lot of reasons. But I was that freshman or sophomore year when... I think that's 1994, January of 94, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, we still had school, but it was so cold on campus, they canceled classes and still had the Purdue IU game on national TV. And I think that's the same game where it was the most electric atmosphere I've ever been to, uh, even to this day. Maybe close for me, another one right after it was Purdue versus Ohio State when Hummel and... Um, the... Darn it. Ohio State shooting guard, who was a player of the year... They were just going back and forth. I think Purdue lost that game, but that was an incredible environment. It was really loud, really electric. Um, if I'm, I may be getting these crossed, but Purdue, I went to two Ohio State games in a row with the Baby Boilers. Purdue won one and lost one, if I remember correctly, and I might be out of my order. order. But those were both incredible atmospheres, and this uh, 94 was incredible. Purdue did not need that atmosphere today. To put them over the top, they did need that sort of electricity in Mackey, but... Um, didn't stop the paint crew from being dialed in. They just didn't need to be dialed in. All right, so let's look at everything together. Uh, uh, Renault uh, fouled out with seven minutes left, and I, I tweeted out, that's it. IU, the fork was already in IU. They were done. But Renault, who, they IU really needs him to be good. Renew, however you want to, I, 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 
looks like Renault to me. Looks like a French, should be a French pronunciation. Um, finishes with six points, um, and that's that's a big deal. If you have both Renault and Ware not playing well, and on the other side, uh, Edie doing whatever he wants, Ware had eleven points for IU. Um, Galloway has been a hero, quite a few. Purdue IU games the last few years, and Galloway was coming off a hot game versus Ohio State where he scored 27 points, I think. Uh, he had 10 points. Everybody was bottled up. Um, Purdue's defense, after that first four minutes, after they settled in, Purdue's defense was brilliant. And maybe we're seeing a theme form. Maybe. I don't know if I can go that far yet, but we said the Wisconsin game, Purdue's defense was stifling. It was excellent. The offense wasn't great. This game, uh, Purdue's defense was excellent. Purdue's offense scores 79 points, but it feels a little bit disingenuous to say that was a good offensive game to me. And I'll look at the numbers here, and I really didn't look at these at all uh, before getting on here. I didn't look at them on my phone during the game other than that, the three-point numbers. So Purdue ends up shooting the three-pointer not too horribly, 38%, making 38% of them. Uh, Gillis carried them, though, in that hot streak. He goes three for six, um, and I think he hit... If I remember correctly, he hit two in a row, tried to do a heat check on the third, he missed it. But that was nice to see because Gillis, early in the game, I think he pump faked or, or, or decided not to take a shot, and it ended up mattering. Um, uh, Lance Jones, awful game offensively, way off his pace. What he had, been, he had been on that hot streak for five games in a row where he was really defining Purdue's success. Um, and that wasn't the case at all today. Lance Jones, one for six from three, only one from seven from the, from the floor, seven points, just one board, uh, any assists? Zero assists and two turnovers. Purdue turned the ball over nine times. And that was one thing, if you were looking at this coming in, if, if there was a way for IU to beat Purdue, it was going to be Purdue turning the ball over too much. That's the one thing that I looked at. Um, and Purdue really, a couple of those turnovers, by the way, they had one in the first half, for instance, where Smith made a great place, uh, got, a, got a rebound, I believe, as it was going out of bounds, tried to, and it was Purdue's third chance. They weren't hitting shots at all in the first half. And he grabs the ball, tries to throw it up to the top of the key. It kind of slips out of his hands, goes out of bounds. And I think Purdue gets the credit for the turnover there. Smith gets the threat, credit for the turnover. Um, and it was just a hustle play, and it's kind of a shame because he was trying to extend the play yet again. Like I said, three chances, three looks at the bucket. Um, and Purdue still couldn't score. And that was kind of typical in the first half. Um, Purdue got better. They started hitting shots, but they were not hitting them early in the game. So um, let's look at that real quick. Rebounds. Purdue absolutely crushes IU, 46 rebounds, 31. And they were going about half speed for 10 minutes of the game. Um, and, I mean, late in the game, it just felt like, okay, it's over. Let's just get this thing at triple zeros. Um, what else happened? Um Okay, free throw, free throw shooting. Edie is still struggling. This is a thing. I think you can say this now. Um, Edie is struggling. He was 11 for 16 from the line. He got a lot better as the game went on. I don't think this is nerves. I think this is mechanics. Painter touched on this in the last week, if I remember correctly, where he said the ball will kind of roll out of Edie's hands when he's not stroking the free throw correctly. It'll just roll off the side of his hand. And uh, that's what it looks like it's still doing to me. He's really trying to overcorrect it. If you look, really trying to flick his wrist hard um, to try to get the rotation going and to keep the ball in, in place. Um, hopefully he can get that squared away. Purdue is now, oh, this is another fun fact. Purdue has now won their eighth game in a row. I think this is their longest winning streak of the season. 
that's kind of a big deal if you look at rhythm and numbers and how things are going. Next up, they have another home game versus Minnesota. I believe that's in five days, so a nice, another long, nice break. So is this a good thing or a bad thing for Purdue to have this break and the chance to have two, just two games in 11 days? I think it's a great thing. I think it's something that it's really good for these guys to keep fresh as they get ready for the battles. The battles are coming. Make no bones about it. Of course, Illinois lost today. Um, and uh, just as I thought they would, I think they're going to lose one or two more before they play Purdue, and I think they're going to beat Purdue in Champaign. That's the way I think it's going to go. But I think the Big Ten Championship will already be in hand for Purdue. So we'll see. We'll see if that – I just kind of feel that like that's going to happen. Um, Illinois showed how susceptible they are uh, to losing how – it's a weird te- – that team looks like they have more firepower than anybody on the Big Ten to me, even more than Purdue. When you look top to bottom, that starting five is as good as anybody. Um, and they're also deep on top of that. And Purdue, I think their depth comes to play, but Purdue's starting five isn't as talented as theirs. And they aren't as old. That's a big deal. So uh, let's see. Let me go through the points again. I keep derailing myself. Trey Kaufman-Wren only has seven points, seven boards, and two steals. And I say only because it felt like he absolutely was controlling the game early in the second half or about a third the way in the second half. It was his game. It was awesome. He was doing everything right. Uh, let's see. He was only one for four from the free throw line. He's shooting the free throw like he was back in the beginning of the season. I'd really like to see these things get tightened up. If you're going to get real nitpicky, this is what, what these are the things I'd look at. But that said, if I got to trade Trey Kaufman Ren absolutely being uh, a dude with his hair on fire, going after boards, uh, doing everything right, or hitting his free throws, if I have to choose between those two, I'll take this Trey Kaufman Ren. The free throw shooting will come, but. Man, uh, really, really solid effort from Kaufman Rand, even though it doesn't show too much in the in the in the uh, box score. Um, Zach Eady, twenty six points, thirteen boards, so it was pretty close. Uh, four assists, two blocks, a steal, um, just uh, one turnover, and one massive three pointer. Um, Braden Smith, nineteen points, four assists, nine rebounds, four steals, just two turnovers. And make no bones about it, he was playing All-American basketball in the first half. As he waited for Zach Eady to kind of settle in, and he waited for Purdue's shooting to start coming around, for Gillis to come around. And Lawyer still didn't shoot that well. He was one for three, but he had a big three as the game was closing out already. It was already out of hand. He hit a three with the – it was a great possession. Let me, let me um, stop interrupting myself, and I'll continue with the Smith thought. Um, Braden Smith played a heck of a game. He played an All-American type basketball game in the first half, and he didn't really need to do much more in the second half. But again, 19 points, nine rebounds, four assists, four steals, just two turnovers. Excellent game. So Lawyer, that that one play I was talking about, it was important because it's a, it's a big play in that, okay, the shot clock is winding down. It looks like Purdue might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, Purdue was very patient as the shot clock was winding down. They didn't panic. Finally, the ball ends up in Lawyer's hands out near left side, top of the key. Hits a three. He's fouled. He missed his free throw, which when you're shooting 63.6% of, the, of your free throws, you're hitting that many. Uh, guys that even hit most of their free throws are going to be missing them. Lawyer was two for three from three. Uh, from free throw, pardon me. Um, Lance Jones, his one strength was free throw shooting. Off the bench, we had some points. Uh, good to see. Uh, Mason Gillis, nine points. Five rebounds, uh, two steals, and let's see. Overall, he shot 500 from the field, uh, three for six from the field, three for six from the three-point line. 
Uh, Colvin is another good subplot if you guys are into it. Colvin didn't get a ton of minutes. I don't have the minutes yet. They're not populated here on this site. Colvin uh, played limited minutes in the first half as Purdue was struggling from shooting three. A lot of people on Twitter are saying this would be a good chance to see Colvin. I agreed it did. He came in, bombed a three, hit it right away. And then Purdue, to end the first half, if you want to see some Keystone Cops garbage basketball, look at the way Purdue played in the last 20 seconds of the first half. It was absolutely deplorable. Purdue had all this momentum. I think they were up by 15 or something like that right before that. They had a bad possession, and they, they backed it up with another bad possession. Um, and then, I'm trying to remember what happened in that half. Oh, yeah, they, then they tried to inbound a long. Uh, Painter got very angry at the officials during that time because there was some pretty, uh, pretty physical play. I think Colvin got fouled. There was no resetting the shot clock or something for the ball grazing the rim. He was upset. He was hot. He didn't get that hot with officials, but he was mad at him. And then uh, Purdue tried to throw a long court pass, hit the back of the backboard. IU got the ball out of bounds underneath the hoop. Couldn't do anything with it. Um, so it didn't matter how ugly Purdue played. Um, IU was going to be uglier. Okay, I'm going to join you guys in the comments section. But before I do it, let me do something I haven't done. I'm way out of rhythm. Let me thank our sponsors. Let me thank the good folks at Homefield Apparel. Head over to homefieldapparel.com, grab a t-shirt, sweatshirt. They have a whole bunch of new stuff right now. They released, I think they released five or six new products. They've got um, a black hat with the basketball script, with this script on the hat in gold. It looks great. Uh, grab some things, put them in your cart, enter Boiled23 at checkout, you get 15% off. And then when you're on campus, I was not on campus. I did not have an opportunity to go to the game. I don't know if I'm going to get to another game. I'd love to go to another game. But when I'm on campus, the first place I say, I say we're going to go, if I'm, if I'm in charge of the group, I say, we're going to AJ's. We're going to AJ's. We're going to head right towards the fire station, like my dad says. We're going to AJ's on Vine. You, when, you, when you're in there, you're going to find the friendliest people. You're going to find delicious pub fare, burgers, beef, and beer. That's AJ's. They're great at what they do. So uh, sorry for the that's unusually late sponsorship plug, but those are, those are good people. They, they're good partners. So... Adam Peace is loving it. Uh, I was on early. Adam was on right away. He was he was chomping at the bit just like I was. Chris Harder says, love the shirt. I've got a Nike shirt on. You cannot get that home field, field apparel. This is, I think last year they put this out right before the tournament. And it's like my favorite shirt. I'll be real honest. I should buy two or three of these. But uh, I, anything with the Purdue script, I love. Uh, but this shirt especially, it's, it's just really nice. Um, Ted Berkey says... Uh, Edie with the range, just having fun. Yeah, that was that was awesome to see. Uh, Jim Ron says, "Hey, Boiler Dad, how are you?" Jim, Chris R, Boiler the F up. Uh, he, he actually spelled that out. He went classy on it. Uh, Hope Lawyer's okay. Uh, looks like it was just a cramp to me. Um, I think he's okay. I hope everybody's okay after a game like that. That'd be needless to walk away with anybody injured. Ted Berkey says, uh, "Purdue with." Uh, Two-and-a-half game lead in the Big Ten. Yep, good point. Didn't talk about the Big Ten race other than uh, kind of tipping my cap at Illinois' loss. All of a sudden, this is what this is what Purdue was supposed to do all year, but they dropped two relatively early, and um, the schedule is funny because uh, Wisconsin looks like dog meat now. I mean, they they look horrible, um, and it's, it's crazy. So Wisconsin, there's no transitive – property in sports. We all know that. But Wisconsin gets beat by Michigan, and Michigan had uh, Doug uh, back in the lineup because they were at home. Michigan goes on the road today. Um, I don't know what the final score was, but at one point it was 45-19. to 19. They were down in the first half. 
Um, just, just weird. Uh, and I know he's a good player, but he's not that good. He's not that good. And Michigan is totally broken. Um, Isaac Isrig says the ice sounds better when the juice has a darker tint. Yeah, the, today's today's juice. If you, in case I don't know if you care, but um, it's uh, it's called the Senator, and it's a it's a six year rye cask strength. It's good stuff. Um, I usually won't spend that much money, but a local place um, closed last week, or they were going out of business, and I found a bottle that I wanted to try. So that was my celebratory drink today. And it does look and sound better, agree, with, with, a, with a brown liquor in it. I agree. Um, Kevin in Albuquerque says, that was pleasant to watch. It was a nice evening, was it not? It was a great evening. Uh, Andrew Lincoln says, saying Bolt starts style out of the gates for Boiler Dowd. Yeah, I'm ready to go focused flying we're doing big things we're getting there we're getting there early uh i don't think usain bolt ever had a false start that in a major race i know he had some in lower races i may have been given the false start because i was i was ready to go i was ready to start this thing i actually thought about going because because some of you guys have asked about i've talked about this with a twitch live stream and i was like okay i gotta talk about the game for a couple minutes as it closes but uh I, i made my mind up too late uh, Pat Goshel says, Patrick Goshel says, uh, boiler up felt like we didn't play a great game. I agree. Uh, shows that in Indinia is, uh, is really bad. They suck. Uh, Brian Schmidt says, IU is Sino, Sino. I get the, I get the reference. Uh, their state in name only. Um, it, it's a tough joke. It's a heady joke, but I don't know if it's Sino. It, it, okay. Um, Keith, uh, Clute. Says, what a fun game that was. I think, again, I think you're going to find mixed results. When you talk to your IU friends, they're not going to think as many happy thoughts as you have right now. You should text them and ask them. Just check in on them, see if they're okay, see if they had a good evening. Uh, Jimmy Johns says, Edie's going crazy. Wow, it's an honor to have Jimmy Johns here. Uh, Need of being versed says, the ED3 was a religious experience for me. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun to see the, the Mackey crowd was just like, having a great time. I think right after first tried to hit a three, if I remember correctly, and he missed it, but the crowd was so ready to see back-to-back big man threes. I know first hits threes, so does TKR. It's not a big deal, but Edie just taking it. I think, I think he only has, I think that was, he gets credit for that's his first official three, if I remember correctly. I think the other one he took didn't count because his toe was on the line. I believe that's the case. You guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong. H&H Productions Prod says, Zach Eady with the three. Todd Schleister says, not an instant classic. Not at all, Todd, uh, but I'll take it. Same. Glad Colvin got some run. Same here. Jim Ron, good to see Colvin playing. Broxton Davis, oh no. Fletcher, hopefully nothing serious. He's fine. Jimmy Johns, again, uh, first 2020 win since 33. That was a good stat. It's a good stat by Jimmy Johns. 1933-1934 season. It's the first time Purdue has beaten IU by 20-plus in both games since that season. It's a long darn time. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, it shows how far apart these programs are right now. I got bad news for IU. It's going to be really rough the next couple of years, too. I know you can say this is all the Zach Eady show. You can claim that all you want. It gets no easier for you clowns, so you better do something. Um, let's see. Uh, Broxton Davis says a big shot by Colvin. Always ready. He's always be ready. And he was, um, Preston Bannock says 3d. 
Matt Loveless says, Boilers, Ed Albany. I was actually feeling sorry for the IU coach, Woodson. I thought Painter would pull the starters with five minutes left. I did not feel sorry for Woodson or anyone else on IU's bench. I'll be real honest. I don't feel sorry. I, 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 I've, I've admitted I like Galloway. Like, uh, I like the player. I think he works really hard. He would have been good at a Purdue in a Purdue uniform. He made his decision. I don't feel sorry for him. This isn't life or death. It's nothing like that. I'm sure these guys are all happy with Coach Woodson is a millionaire from the NBA, and now he's a millionaire again from IU, his alma mater. Feel sorry for no one. Everybody made decisions. The decisions are have consequences. No reason to shed a tear in your uh, in your water or adult beverage this evening for IU or their uh, their players or coaches. Uh, Ed Albany's uh, okay. Andy in Colorado says hard to believe it hasn't happened since 1933-34. Um, double 20-plus victories. I agree. Nate Anderson, cheers. Um, let's see. Who's Johnny? Said Colvin looked good. He did, and, and I would have liked to see more. Uh, he looked he looked very good. He's a good player. He's a good player. But there's there's got to be some lesson being taught. That's all I can think, and I'm going to trust Painter on this thing. I just don't think it's that big of a deal to get hung up. There's only so many minutes. Colvin's a good player. Uh, I'm not going to go any further in thinking that there's anything else to think here other than there's something being taught and I hope it's a good thing and I hope Colvin's learning and I hope he is an absolute mother next year and just lights the world on fire I hope he does it this year I'll be honest there's a lot of basketball to be played and there's a chance that Purdue needs a dead-eye shooter to come off a bench in a big game down the stretch why not why not Colvin why not Miles Colvin right um let's see uh, Nolan23 says, who is this Colvin kid? Yep, I haven't seen him in a while. He looked good. Adam P. says, not uh, much surprise you. Free, oh my gosh, Adam, very good point. Thanks for bringing this up. Free chicken, Edie's three, 20 plus victory margin. Okay, let me go through the points. You have many points here in your comment. Free chicken, that, I, I don't know. It's only happened once this year. I think this is the second time. Free chicken is a surprise. Um, IU shoots free throws, I think, relatively poorly. Um, I don't know if it was the guy that transferred from Ball State who missed the second free throw, but yeah, uh, Rob Blackman had fun with that every time I used step to the line. So that's awesome. Congrats to all who have a ticket. Get your free slim chickens because it's very, very good chicken. I'm a big fan. Um, Edie's three. I don't know if that surprised me. I thought this would happen sometime down the stretch. It reminds me a bit of like whenever you have a great player in All-American, you have a game or two that's kind of special atmosphere. Glenn Robinson had the game, I think, versus Illinois where he just, I think he scored 49 points and everything was going in, everything was going right. I think there's another one of these coming from Edie, and I don't even think this was the, the game where everything was going right. I think he just got the three tonight. 20-point victory margin. The spread was 17 and a half, 18 points. I don't bet. You guys know that if you watch the show regularly. So I'm not too surprised they beat the spread. I actually thought they'd beat the spread. Um, I had a friend ask me about that. I think my son asked me about it. So I'm not too surprised by the 20-point victory just because I think IU is not very good. Um, who's Johnny says lawyer played terribly? He did on offense. Uh, I really didn't pay much attention to him on defense, but he may have been the guy getting lost early in the game. Everything tightened up. Everything worked out okay. I'm not going to. Jump on that bandwagon. Lawyer's been playing pretty damn well, too. But Lawyer and... That's pretty amazing. Think about that. This is part of the reason the optics are so bad on this game. You have both Lawyer and Jones play 
poor games offensively in the same game. And Jones really didn't play a very good defensive game either. And Purdue still walks to victory. Pretty noteworthy. Matt B says that's relaxing and fun. Agreed. Boilers 012 says, uh, love LJ. Even when he's not stuffing the stat sheet, he brings the energy. Yep, Lance Jones is the dude, man. Andy in Colorado, I was glad uh, to be cool. I hate it when I get mad and start yelling at the TV. Same here. Um, John Fry says, I kind of like the period of time without the announcer. Still get the court noise. Feels more like you're actually there. Okay. I said this to my, my pals at BS, and I said this to my son. I used to travel a lot internationally with my job. I don't do it as much now. Um, but I used to go to China a lot. And we were just bored one day. We had factory visits one day. And um, another vi- another day, we were just in the hotel looking for something. And we found on a international sports station a feed of a Duke basketball game. And it had no graphics and nobody doing play-by-play. And I don't even know what that feed would be called. But that's what we saw today. And I got to tell you, it's pretty darn refreshing, isn't it? It's pretty fun. And I agree. If that were an alternate station, so like, let's say, you know, there's so much, the ability to do this with streaming services right now is easy peasy, but they could do that. And I think you might have people subscribe just to watch a game in peace. I mean, I watch it with the mute button because that's how I do. But um, getting rid of the graphics was kind of tough because I actually, I was like, okay, what's the score right now? You know, what's the... You know, that sort of stuff, we, we're pretty addicted to that. If you got to go back to being my age pretty much or maybe a little bit younger to remember games that didn't have the graphics package always on, didn't have the bug on the screen. But, yeah, it was pretty great to just have the sound of the arena without Gus Johnson ruining it and salting your ears. Kevin in Albuquerque says, I, you seem to have a game plan for about three to four minutes. Agreed. It was very effective. Um, that was working in particular on the offensive end and then – uh, reversion to the mean. Yeah, they they reverted hard. Uh, Kevin Pass says, nice, chill win. Todd Schleister says, back in the day, Jimmy Oliver banked in all of his threes from any angle. Jimmy Oliver was one of my favorite boilers, underrated boiler. Not a lot of people talk about him. Good reference. You had Jimmy Oliver and Chucky White were a one-two punch. Oliver would go high off the glass. Incredible. He had a short NBA career, too. Good player. Both those guys... I mean, if you're just going to look at dudes from Central Casting that look like basketball players, Chucky White, holy moly. Uh, great, great beast of a basketball player could just crash the glass. But I love both those guys. I love that reference. Thank you for bringing him up. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to skim down a little bit. Um, where am I? Have I? Did I go backwards here? Uh, I think I think we got the same message twice a couple times. Adam says, woo, Adam got to be in the house tonight. A lucky boiler. He hadn't been to game in a little bit, and so he got to go to the IU Purdue game. Albuquerque Boiler says, nice gathering of boilers in Santa Fe tonight. Couldn't have asked for a better result. My college roommate, Albuquerque Boilers, is in Albuquerque, actually. And I don't think uh, you I don't think you're being coy here, and this is actually him. But my college roommate lives in Albuquerque or in the Albuquerque area, I believe. Um, and um yeah, I, I, that's great to hear Boilers getting together far across the country. I'm glad you're tuning in to here, uh, to tuning in here to be with us after the game. Uh, Motor City Boiler, by, by the way, says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yep, right on. Um, uh, Matt B., I think I missed this one, says, uh, yeah, he said something about something about the IU ch- uh, sucks chant. Um, it was valid. It's always valid to do that. 
Um, London Weathers says, uh, did you see the Coleman Hawkins whining as MSU went down for a five on four three pointer? Yeah, I saw that he, he, I know he got teched up today and Hawkins, I'm always sad when Coleman Hawkins gets, has a bad day because he seems like such a level headed good dude. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, he's, he talks a lot and it, you know, I, I, in his defense, I probably would be like him if I were a big time athlete. Cause I would get in front of the mic and say stupid things. I mean, he's, I don't know if he's 20, probably right. He's been on campus a couple of years. I don't know how old anybody is anymore because of the screwy rules and the transfers and the COVID dead period, whatever. I mean, I, I really don't know. Sometimes guys feel like they've been there a hundred years and they've been there too. It's legit. They're freshmen, sophomores, juniors. But I think Hawkins is actually a legit junior. I don't know. I really don't care. I'm not an Illinois fan. Uh, but yeah, um, he's he's tough to like. Um, he is annoying. Uh, Matt Harrington says three three Addy three D three D. Yep, uh, that one's hard to read. But I I spelled it out T H R E E E E E E E D E Y. Just my way to do it. Maniacally, Steve says losers. Uh, Nate Dolent says, uh, there's a lot of Nates in the chat. Agreed. Um, I think we're all, Dustin Briggs says, uh, what was up with Gillis walking away frustrated right after hesitating on his first three? He didn't even finish the play. I, I think to me, if you look at that play, it looked like he was just frustrated with himself for not just pulling the trigger. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to find out. I don't know if a post game, um, uh, comment is going to be made on that. Uh, I'll, I'll, like you guys, I will watch the post-game pressers, see if there's anything to glean from. Generally, there's nothing to glean from those things other than like body language and how people are doing. And I would love to hear somebody ask or somebody talk about Colvin. And then Painter did that last week or the week before. Talked about all the guys that don't play. Guys like Heidi. I think Heidi had a good couple minutes, right, where he had a real strong finish in the second half. He's so good. He doesn't play very much, so that's tough. Um, let's see. Uh, where is Judith? Um, uh, Judith Johnson's on here, uh, and so is Michael Hogg. I didn't read you guys' comments. I'm sorry. Uh, there's so many. I just wanted to get through it and not be on here an hour and a half, um, but I appreciate you. Um, uh, Michael Hogg says, I wonder how many koozie watch lists are kicking themselves for not including Braden. Have a good night. Hammer down. Boiler up. Yeah, um, I don't know if those koozie watch list people care. I, I wish I wish they did, Michael. I'm with you. And and Braden has shown his value and shows he's he's one of the top ten guards of the nation. But if you get into that muck in the comment section of different places, whether it's on YouTube or Twitter, you can find people that really believe Braden Johnson isn't good. My assumption is they have not watched him play. And I hope they watched him play tonight. Purdue had a lot of eyeballs on him tonight because they had the big stage on Fox. Fox, of course, wet their pants as they had the chance to do something big. But Braden Smith did not. Dick Stillwagon says, uh, watching my grandmother, Myreen, uh, please say hi to her. Myreen, hello. Boiler up, hammer down. Glad you're watching. That's awesome. Um, uh, I, I never know exactly what the demographic is, but I appreciate Myreen being here. Uh, Dylan Kuhn says, uh, uh, how about them boilers? How about you, Dylan, being here? It's a boilermaker right there. Taking a break. That dude is a hardworking guy. He's, he's. I don't know if you'd call him a rancher, but he does ranching type things. He looks like a, a guy that's wrestling steer and horses and things. I don't know, Dylan. You're a macho guy. Um, let's see. Um, Dylan Kuhn also, also says, uh, Purdue hockey going into the second period right now. Tied at zero against IU. 
Yeah, Dylan's a big, big Purdue hockey guy. Um, I've been trying to feed that as much as I can. I don't know much about hockey. I, I don't try to talk about things I don't know much about. I love seeing them succeed. It sounds like the club team's trying to get to the next level. I don't even understand that, but it's great. It's great. And my college roommate who lives in Albuquerque is from Maine. I tried to adopt Maine hockey during college and I never got there. So it's a great sport though, honestly. Um, John Best says Purdue had two commercials. Did anyone else see an IU? I don't remember an IU commercial. I remember the Purdue commercial where the guy was taking the picture of the girl um, and it was on mute in my house and I made fun of the commercial um, and I don't know if it's a good commercial but I made fun of it it might be a great commercial but she was doing a lot of stuff and um, I assume that she, her dreams something big was going to happen afterwards after her graduation but she was on the salt flats going about 30 miles per hour it looked like on a moped and um, I don't know if that's going to get any speed records. Uh, Henry Winokur says do the students still get chicken despite chanting the forbidden phrase yeah they get it they get that chicken. That, that counts, regardless of what they chant. Nathan Harbin says, uh, Lance change, uh, changes the overall attitude of the team for the better, uh, the confidence. Absolutely. But Henry's reference referencing IU sucks, of course. I, I, I'm positive. Students did us all a service by really letting IU have it. Um, I, I am a big proponent of the students chanting it. I don't chant it. I've said this before. I don't chant it. Students have at it. Good for you. Keep the rivalry warm any way you can because IU isn't going to do their part. Um, Nate Benner says, also for the broadcast, where can you hear the fans and not the announcers? Beautiful time to watch. It was um, all for all for a broadcast working. It doesn't exist, I don't think. I wish we could get that feed, um, but we can't, Nate. Uh, so there, that's one of the 15 Nates too. Um, I think that's it. I think we're going to call it a night. Been great hanging out with you guys. Uh, hope you enjoy your evening. Um, Purdue is 22-2. and two. Uh, We can look ahead to the schedule, but right now it's just Minnesota in five days at Mackey Arena. I believe that's right. I can double-check it real quickly, but I think that's true. Um, and Purdue is on their eight, uh, an eight-game winning streak. Yep, it's versus Minnesota. Minnesota is a pretty interesting team. I'll tell you what, if you want to get really dig into the weeds of the Big Ten right now, Rutgers playing good basketball. They've got a new addition to their team, somewhat new. And they beat Wisconsin by 1,000 today in the rack. Um, I think that's right. I think it was that. And interesting team, if nothing else. Um, how many Big Ten teams? How about this? Put this in the comments. Put your thoughts and why you believe this. How many Big Ten teams are going to the dance? Something we can talk about. Um, I think only four have earned their way in as of right now. But I think a lot can get in. And there's a lot of basketball still to be played. There's a lot that can happen in these next seven, eight games. If you get into the tournament, even more. But the, a lot, a lot can happen. Um, let's see. There's a lot of talk over here. Uh, Gene was at Judith Johnson. Gene was at the game. Gene Katie was at the game. He was on the TV. He was at the game. That is, uh, that is awesome. Um, Great to see Gene Katie. And, I, and I've said it before. I will say it again, reiterate it. Purdue getting the Final Four to me is important. I want Gene Katie to see that. This is his culture that's, that Painter is continuing to play with. Painter has made it different, made it a little bit better. The offense is better than it's ever been under Painter. But the culture is Gene Katie's culture. He built this thing. And I know there were coaches before that, and I know there were um, great players before Katie, but the way Purdue looks and the way Purdue is perceived is Gene Katie's program. 
And I would like him to see that Final Four. I'd like to see a Final Four. I'm not going to make this completely selfish. I'd like to see a Final Four. I'd like my dad to see a Final Four. But I'd like to see a Final Four too. But i really like Gene Cady to see it. So, um, And that's it. I mean it this time. God bless you. Hope you have a great evening. It's 10.55. you got plenty of time to go out and enjoy yourself. Um, hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.